Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It is an open forum Wednesday. We can also do some fantasy football roundtable. Hope that you are doing well. The Kings in action tonight at two and four, taking on Miami at three and five. Both teams without key players. No De'Aaron Fox for Sacramento. No Jimmy Butler for Miami. So, you know, Miami played last night. Miami beat Golden State. And now, no Fox, no Butler, and the Kings with a really good opportunity because Miami has just not played very well. Miami is 12th currently in the Eastern Conference, the number one seed from last year. And again, Miami 2-3 and at home. And again, they played last night uh, and beat the Golden State Warriors. Coming up after the Kings game tonight, I'll be right here on Listen App. We'll have a post game. We can break it down for you. That's going to be coming up after the Kings game, which would be about roughly uh, 7 o'clock Pacific. All right? So about 7 o'clock Pacific, uh, we will have a show right after the game. All right? Game starts at 4.30. So figure roughly around uh, 7 o'clock. Just had a really fun show with Jerry Reynolds over on my YouTube live channel. Hope you had a chance to uh, check that out. If not, very simple. Just go to, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier on YouTube, uh, and you can uh, check out the show. All right, I want to hear from you. It is Open Form Wednesday, World Series. We can talk about that as well, or anything else that is going on in the world of sports or out of the world of sports. Great job by TNT last night. I did a rant on this as I thought it was great that Charles Barkley ripped the commissioner and ripped the NBA. I mean, I've been doing that for a while now. Uh, Great for Charles Barkley, great for Shaquille O'Neal, and great for Reggie Miller for calling the players crickets. And how long have I been talking about that in the NBA? And Mitch Album, you cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. The NBA is a prime example of being selective with your noise. And I thought it was great, great that Reggie Miller came out and ripped the players, calling them crickets but Charles Barkley last night was phenomenal tremendous job tremendous job by inside the NBA on TNT no wonder why they win Emmys every year all right good stuff excellent stuff all right coming up in about an hour uh it's game four in Philadelphia with Houston and Philadelphia again if you want to chime in on that uh, we will do that as well so this is your show 
You can take it wherever you want. Again, if you uh, had a chance to watch me and Jerry Reynolds, a show that just wrapped up uh, a couple of minutes ago, if you want to add in on that, we are happy to do that. We can go in any direction uh, as well. Steve Nash, as we talked about yesterday, got to be the happiest guy in the world to be out of that cuckoo's nest in Brooklyn with the Nets and the rest of the NBA. And again, we talk about, you know, this game tonight for Sacramento. They got a really good chance to get back to 500 if they can win tonight because they play the winless Orlando Magic next. And there are no automatic wins in the NBA, but you should be able to roll into Orlando uh, and win that game. Isn't it interesting when you look at the Western Conference standings and you see that the defending world champion Golden State Warriors are in 12th place in the West at three and five? Think about that. The Warriors have lost three in a row. They have not won a game on the road this year. They're 0-4. And the Kings play them to wrap up this road trip in Golden State. But Phoenix, 6-1. Portland's 5-1. Utah is 6-2. San Antonio's 5-2. Those are your top four teams. New Orleans, 4-2. Denver, 4-3. Oklahoma City is 4-3, and, and they've won four in a row. Memphis, the eighth seed currently, is 4-3 followed by Minnesota, Dallas, and then the Clippers are 11th, Golden State 12th, and Sacramento 13th. How about that? Crazy start to the NBA, and then the number one seed in the East, the Miami Heat, are 12th at 3-5. and five. Cleveland, they've won five in a row. They're in second place in the East at 5-1. and one. Very interesting to see what's going on early on with your NBA standing. So, you know, I think for Sacramento tonight, you win here going against, I shouldn't, well, Orlando has won a game. I forgot they did win a game. They're one in seven, but the point is they're the, you know, worst team in the league. All right. I think most people would acknowledge that, you know, they won a game against Charlotte. I forgot about that game. Uh, They won by, 15, 20 points that game. but So they do have a victory, but they're not very good. All right? I'll tell you who's playing really well is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, he's really good. Coming off another great performance, 34 points, to help the Thunder uh, win their fourth straight. I mean, really good. But uh, you'll get a look at Paulo Bancaro over the weekend when the Kings go uh, and take on the Orlando matchup. But first things first, tonight, it's the Kings and the Miami Heat, and I will have a post-game show for you right after the game. So as soon as the game's over, I'll come on and we'll do that. And we can have another roundtable discussion if you want, or we can go one at a time, whatever the case may be. But uh, that's going to be coming up for you uh, right after the game tonight. All right, I need to hear from you. We got NFL as well as uh, hard to believe we're in the middle of the season already, isn't it? Man. And you look at the schedule for this week, which obviously starts tomorrow with Philadelphia undefeated, going in to take the uh, Houston Texans. Then on Sunday, Chargers are at the Falcons. The Dolphins take on the Bears in Chicago. Carolina travels to Cincinnati. The Packers are in Detroit to play the Lions. Colts and Patriots in New England. The Bills are taking on the Jets at MetLife. Minnesota's at Washington. Raiders are at Jacksonville, Seahawks and Arizona from the desert. 
Rams at Tampa. Tennessee is at Kansas City on Sunday night. Your Monday night game has Baltimore at New Orleans. And six teams have buys this week. Those teams are Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. Those teams with buys in the National Football League. So I'll give you my picks coming up for you tomorrow. And again, we start with Philadelphia and uh, Houston. Isn't it interesting that you have the two cities in the World Series playing also on Thursday Night Football? How's that? Speaking of those two cities, did you read the story of restaurants in Philadelphia refusing to serve the Houston Astros? Really? That's where we're at now? I mean, come on. You know, I saw that story and I saw the quotes from some of the restaurateurs. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this world? You're not going to feed the Houston Astros? Seriously? That's where we're at? Unbelievable. Seriously, unbelievable. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls on this Open Forum Wednesday with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. Good, sh good show today with Jerry. Thank you. You had a few trolls on there, but uh, you handled it quite well. You, have, you handled it's okay. it quite well. It's okay. You, uh, I've got experience. <laughs> brings you back to your old days when you used to argue on the radio with that Cowboy fan guy. Who was that guy who would call in? Stanley. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as Stanley, but he got some Stanleys on. We'll call it instead of Karens. You got some Stanleys on you <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, hey, it's uh, all good. It's all good. This, this is open uh, forum Wednesday, correct? Yes, so it I is. I have a question for you. What current, I put it on the, you didn't post it, but I was trying to ask Jerry, but I'll ask you. What current, I mean, what ex-fired King coach that is now uh, assistant in the NBA or not an assistant do you think deserves another job? One or two? What what comes to your mind? Uh, I think Dave Yeager will get another chance. I think he probably has earned a shot to coach again. He's currently the lead assistant with the 76ers. So I would say probably Yeggs. I, I would say, you know, doing this off the top of my head, I would probably pick uh, Dave Yeager. I really would. I'd probably take Dave Yeager. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I could see Eric Mus I could yeah, see Eric Musselman if he ever, you know, decides that, you know, five, ten years from now that he wants to move back into the NBA after coaching so successfully, you know, in college basketball, perhaps him. But I would say Dave Yeager. Where's Musselman? Cincinnati? No, Arkansas. He's the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, Arkansas. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I yeah, he's doing a pretty good job there. So where it was Scotty great job Brooks, was Scotty Brooks uh, coach of the Kings at once or where's yeah you know what Scott I would put Scott Brooks Scott now is an assistant with Portland um, yeah you know I could see Scott Brooks getting a job and I think Dave Yeager would get a job before Scott Brooks right right and do you ever think I know Jackson didn't coach the Kings but do you do you see I mean he his demeanor you know he's a uh, Mm, kind of like the San Antonio Spurs coach. I mean, he doesn't take any guff. 
I mean, the NBA shied away from coaches like that. Do you think Jackson will ever get another turn? You're talking about Bobby Jackson? No, no I don't see no, Bobby no, getting Bobby a head coaching. Jackson, I'm talking about Mark Jackson. I'm talking about Mark. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think the longer you're out of the league, the more difficult it is to get back in. So I know that he was, you know, a coach that Vivek Ranadive apparently really wanted, and then they hired Mike Brown. So, you know, it only takes one person to want somebody. So I wouldn't rule it out. I would not rule it out. Right, right. All right, well, good show today. Uh, I'll come back on. If somebody wants to talk about fantasy pool, I'll wait till somebody else uh, brings it. Maybe Connor has, yep. maybe Connor has a okay. question. I'll come back on later. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate it. You know, now I'm uh, reading more on the story about the Philadelphia restaurants that refuse to feed the opposing team. Now some local restaurants are facing backlash in terms of bomb threats. Okay. Now, this story has grown a little bit in the last 24 hours. All right. So, again, this is just a sad state of what we're dealing with. Mike's Barbecue and Angelo's Pizza are two very popular restaurants in South Philadelphia. And very often, they will cater to visiting teams. And there was a lot of banter going back and forth, humorous on social media, all right? So the owner of Angelo's Pizzeria, I guess, told, I think, a couple of the papers that Houston fans have been prank calling his restaurant nonstop. And... He said some hecklers were even tracking down his license plate and his home address and putting it online. On Tuesday, an individual claiming to be a cousin of an Angelo staffer tweeted that the Astros fans were threatening to bomb his store. I mean, that pizzeria then said, no, we closed at 7 o'clock. We didn't want to make food during the game. And then there's more to the story that I'm reading in the New York Post. Quote, right after the Phillies beat the Padres in game five to win the NLCS, the Astros reached out to our business email asking for catering for after game three of the World Series. I let her know we couldn't do it. A sweetheart of a lady, she was very complimentary and they wanted 10 pizzas. All right. Again, they were unable to accommodate the Astros' post-game request due to the business being closed, along with the higher demand in orders with the World Series being in Philadelphia. Quote, we have no problem cooking for anybody. The problem was where it was just so late. I have to be here at 3 or 4 in the morning to bake all the bread. There was just no way, so it didn't work out. People are telling me there are stories that we left the Astros malnourished, all of that. And that was not the case at all. There was no nefarious intention behind it. And there was no ill will. All right. And then the Instagram account, quote, all hell broke loose. If you think I'd cook for the Astros, you're out of mind. You're out of your mind. We said no to them. All right. On and on and on. All right. Incredible. He said, quote, there were TikTok challenges to throw cheesesteaks in my face, you get $250. 
The girls working at Angelo's were saying that people with Southern accents were calling the phones, telling us to eat blank and ordering pizzas. It turned into this whole thing. Then it got picked up by news outlets. I'm not apologizing because the Phillies are my team. And if they wanted food at 11 o'clock at night, there is a 100% guarantee I would have done it. That's my team. They are my people. But to go completely out of our way, I haven't slept. There was just no way we could do it. We did not take an order from them and say no. The lady was a complete sweetheart, and I was a gentleman to her like I am to anybody. We had a bunch of Astros fans coming in. There we go. There we go. Final thing. Here's what I'll say about that, addressing the situation. To keep people here until 11 o'clock at night, when we close at 7, and most ne mostly never have product after 6 o'clock, and we don't deliver. For example, the Eagles are getting food today, right? Like they do for every road trip. Do we deliver it to them? No. They come pick it up, and it's a lot more than 10 effing pizzas, ain't it? And it's not doing a World Series game at 1130 at night. All right. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Guy then said, I'm enjoying it. I think it's funny. They're ripping me apart in Houston, apparently making fun of me. It's two fan bases having a little fun during a highly contested series for all the marbles. There you have it. All right. Let's get to Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, good, Grant. Hey, just can't make this stuff up anymore. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. Nope. No, you can't. <laughs> Uh, it really yeah. is. Uh, just switching back to open open forum, and his name was brought up. And uh, Dave Yeager, I always thought he was a uh, a good coach. You know, he obviously had success in Memphis, and the three years he was at with the Kings, and that that last year was a little puzzling in terms of I felt like well, record alone for the Kings, they were on the you know you know they almost hit the forty mark, thirty nine and forty three that year. Uh, the roster seemed to be, you know, better than, you know, we had gun talent, what have you. And then for him to be, correct me if I'm wrong, fired or let go or whatever to hire Luke, was that Vladi's decision or was that pressure from upper management? Can you speak to any of that? Because because I felt like we were getting – That was Vladi's decision. Vladi did not hire – that was Vladi's decision. Okay. Vladi did not hire – Vladi did not hire Dave Yeager. And uh, he then uh, – Vladi has just starting his tenure with the Kings. Uh, he did not hire Dave Yeager, although after interviewing Dave, he did sign off on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but Vladi did Vladi did make the decision not to bring Dave Yeager back. If you remember, there was a mess with Vladi's assistant Brandon Williams and Dave Yeager, and it got very contentious and very oh, yeah. hostile. Yeah, and uh, things did not go well towards the end with management with ownership but i think dave will get another job in the nba i i do believe that will happen yeah yeah definitely uh i always thought you know his record for you know memphis to sacramento and just using the eyeball test i thought he was a good coach i he, uh, he yep. ran good plays uh yeah he's a uh, very good coach you know that last year you know we were, we were hitting the you know the the 500 mark what have you or trying to attempt i do remember at the very end of that season uh, going through it, we really wanted to get to the 40, 41 mark or whatever. I know we were the ninth seed or whatever. And I recall the last couple of games, I don't know if some players were sat and not that we threw the games, but just the end of that season was a little bit of a bad taste. Not that that would be a reason. So, yep. yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. So anyhow, just curious on that. And I know I heard that, you know, Rhett, well, Dave was going through cancer. Seems like for, to your knowledge, he's recovered well from that and, and his clean bill of health. Uh, yes, I talked to Dave just recently. Uh, he's doing well. You know, he's back on the bench with Philadelphia. I believe that the worst is behind him. Uh, obviously, with the cancer that he dealt with, yeah. he had to go through chemotherapy. He left Philadelphia, the team last year. You know, I think got back with the team for the playoffs. So I'm thrilled for the guy. I'm I consider myself a friend of his. We we text back and forth maybe once a month just to check in on how each other's doing, but. Um, I, I'd like to see him get another opportunity. I really would. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thanks as always, Grant, and we'll talk to you. Thank soon. you, Brian. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, we got more phone calls to get to, it, and uh, we uh, bring in Connor right now. Hello, Connor. Hey, Grant. How you doing? Good, Connor. So, since it's open for Wednesday, I had a question for you. Yes. So, out of all the players in King's history or the whole franchise, like including like the Rochester Royals and Kansas City, who are your top three best Kings players ever? Well, I don't count Rochester and Cincinnati or Kansas City. I know a lot of people do, but I never have. They have nothing to do with Sacramento. The Sacramento Kings to me are not Rochester and they're not Kansas City and they're not Cincinnati. So, you know, Oscar Robertson to me is not part of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, tiny Nate Archibald is not part of the Sacramento Kings. So in the Sacramento era, which began in 1985, you asked me who are the three best players that the Kings have ever had? Um, well, yeah. Mitch Richmond and Chris Weber are two of them. And then I think it's debatable who the third one would be. But, you know, that that would I can't come up with a third one. I think that there are many third people, many players that could fit the mold of third best player. In terms of talent alone, just pure talent, you might want to say DeMarcus Cousins, but he's nowhere near, not even in the conversation as top three kings of all time. Just not. I mean, he was a destructive force with the team. So he's not on that list. I mean, Mitch and Chris are undoubtedly two whether you want to go one, two or two, one, whatever, but I don't know who the third one would be there. There've been a lot of really good players that have come through, you know, Sacramento and uh, Danny Ainge might be the third best player. You know, he only played in Sacramento for a little more than a year, but he might be the third best player to ever wear a King's uniform. Do you think that Peja, Bibby or Vladi would be anywhere near the top? Yes. Um, I think they would be. I don't know if I would put them three, but yeah, they would be in the conversation for sure. Absolutely. And then kind of switching gears because the Kings game starting soon. So had some thoughts. I mean, with Fox being out and um, Jimmy Butler being out, it kind of canceled yep. each other out. So who do you think needs to be like the big factors to step up today? Obviously, Davion Mitchell, but you think the second score needs to come from like Herder or Keegan? Or Sabonis? I think Herter will score. I'm not worried about Herter. He's going to score. That's what he does. Sabonis has to stay out of foul trouble tonight. I think they need a big game from him. But I think you hit it right on the head first. I think Davion Mitchell's the guy tonight. You know, I thought he played very well the other night. He seems to play well when he knows he's going to be on the floor a lot. And this is a great opportunity for him. So I think the the, the game is in his hands, to be honest with you. Yeah, 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Yeah, I also think that maybe Harrison Barnes is due for a big game, especially yeah. with Butler out. I think yep. he's going to have a big game at some point. Absolutely. We'll see. I'll be doing a post-game show after the game tonight right here on Listen Up, okay? All right. And then if can we do the fantasy discussion real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Start it off. I'll bring people on. If you want to get on the roundtable right now is the chance. Go ahead, Connor. So I have a running back question. I need to either start Ramondre Stevenson or Aaron Jones. Okay, so hang on a minute. Um, I'm bringing everyone up onto the stage here. And, okay, so we've got Cody, Ryan, we got Jeff, we got Waggis. Give me that question one more time, Connor. So I have to pick a running back to start between Andre Stevenson and Aaron Jones. All right, Cody, what about that? How are you, Cody? Um, I, I would start Aaron Jones because they're playing the Lions, and the Lions like to – they like to let the other team score a lot of points. So, okay, all right, Ryan, welcome to the show. What do you? What? Do you, which way are you going with that, Ryan? Hey, Grant. Um, I am going Aaron Jones as well. I think the Lions uh, have had their run for the season. So I think uh, again, just like uh, Cody said, they do like to give up a lot of points, and if you can slow the game down on them. It's the way to go, man. All right, Jeff, weigh in on this. Well. Uh, I think Harris is hurt for the, uh, is might not even play this week. Uh, Damian Damian Harris for the Patriots, I believe he's hurt. So hey, hang on a second. Who who's who, who's making a meal in the background? That would be me. Okay, oh, you know Ryan. what? All right, there you go again, Ryan. Who's you know probably taking care of his seven year old. You know, preparing some dinner, and we got so much background noise, I can't hear what the hell Jeff's saying. There we go, Ryan. There you go, buddy. In the kitchen, being dad, I gotta, I gotta love your effort, my friend. But man, the noise is not good, my friend. Knife has been set. Down. <laughs> <We're good>. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grant, throw, throw a penalty flag on Ryan. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. Go finish <laughs> your thought, in, buddy. Put him in the penalty. Put him in the penalty. But that's a, that's a two-minute minor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll look at the injury report there. Waggis, go ahead. I'll go with uh, St- uh, Stevenson um, for the pick. All right, 
Connor, there you go, buddy. Any more questions, guys? Who wants to bring up the next question? Jeff, I know you have to have a question. You have 50,000 teams. What's your question, Jeff? You got to have a question. Well, I, I, I do have a question, and uh, it has to do with should I drop more, the receiver more, and pick up uh, uh, the receiver more from uh, Arizona, or should I pick up uh, the running back, uh, Herbert, from Chicago? For, well, for I guess, flex, what do you think? For flex. Oh, for flex, um, I would uh, I would stick with more right now. Okay, all right. Connor, what do you think? I'd probably stick with DJ Moore. He just had like a hail mary touchdown no, last week. No, I no, mean, Rondell Moore. More for Arizona. Oh, I'd go with him then because with DeAndre Hopkins back, he's going to get a lot more chances. Cody. I didn't. I didn't hear your second option there, Jeff. I heard Rondale Moore. What? What was the other choice? Herbert, the running back that scores usually maybe. Oh, Khalil Herbert for Chicago. <laughs> I, I'm trying to. Who do the Bears play? Miami. Miami. They're okay. home against Miami. I might roll with Herbert, man. He's been hot, and uh, Mon- Montgomery's been fumbling. I, I might roll with Herbert over Rondale Moore. If you look at Rondale Moore, all his catches are like one one or two yards. They don't throw him the ball downfield at all. Right. I know. Ryan, weigh in on this. Um, a Chef Boy RD, what do you think about this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Rondale Moore. Um, Hopkins is back. Uh, they're playing in Arizona. And uh, usually Arizona plays the Seahawks pretty hard there at home. So uh, I would go with Rondale Moore. Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore got twenty three fantasy points last week, but other than that, he's got thirteen ten, and you know. But last week he went off for ninety two yards. He was seven for eight, twenty three uh, fantasy points. So uh, I don't know if he'll. I don't know. Maybe he'll be in double. We always know we got to okay. get a guy that's going to be in double figures, right? Everybody, right? Hey. Uh- Hey, uh, Chef Boy RD, you wearing an apron in the kitchen while you're doing all this? No, well, pretty much. It's a king's pullover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Oh, man. Waggus, uh, go ahead, man. Help me out here, Waggus. Save the day for me. With, with well, what? just like a question. You know, are you you, you got to have a question on something, don't you, for fantasy football? Or are you all set for this weekend? Um, I am all set. I'm seven and one oh, now. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, okay. So should I go with uh, Edwards Alaire or Sanders, uh, the running back for Philly? What do you think, Cody? Miles Sanders all day because they're playing. Jeff, what do you Who's think? Who's the Chiefs playing against? Uh, they're playing the uh, – uh, it's on Sunday Night Football, the Titans. Oh, Titans defense is pretty good. And, uh, man, that's a toss-up. I mean, is uh, Alaire even starting or is Pacheco starting again? I believe Alaire is starting. I'd, I'd, go with, I'd, go with, I'd go with Sanders. The- I'd go with Sanders. Alaire's, Alaire's hit or miss? <laughs> 
Connor, what do you think? Probably go with Sanders. I don't really like either option, but Sanders probably is the safest option. Yeah, well, it's a bye week. Normally, I would have Barkley in that spot. So, Cody, did we? Did I ask you already on what what direction you would go here? You did, but Sanders has been solid yeah. this year, and they're playing at Houston on Thursday. They're going to get ahead, and they're going to hand him the ball. Edwards Hilaire, I think Pacheco's the starter now, so he's even down on touches a little bit now too. Okay, Ryan, what about uh, you, buddy? riding with Miles Sanders all day? Okay. You know, it's interesting also, you know, we talk about the bye week, you know, the Chargers are really hope that the bye week would be really good for uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen. And he's had a setback with his left hamstring and he may not even play this week against Atlanta. And that's, that's a really bad situation for a Chargers team. That's been very Jekyll and Hyde this year. So we talked about that a couple of moments ago. All right, guys, any more questions for fantasy football roundtable? Anyone else have a, question yeah i got a question for you guys um i don't have him but i'm sure somebody here does are are you comfortable playing chase claypool this week oh no i don't think he's going to be in the system too much i mean he's not going to be familiar with the plays kind of like mccaffrey when mccaffrey he's not going to see a lot of plays all right uh connor what do you think about that yeah, I'd give him a week to play and get into the system before I start him for sure. Waggis? Um, I would drop him altogether. <laughs> yes. Really? I'm, I'm just Why? not a um, fan of him. Um, you know, he's very inconsistent over the years. All right. Yeah, I, I don't trust him in Chicago. I would try to get someone else if he could. Okay. There you have it. Uh, guys, any other questions? I got Yeah, I got one more. All right. All right. Go, you know what, okay. Jeff? Jeff, Jeff, time out. We're going to let Cody go over here. Cody, go ahead. Okay, I got um, – it's between two two receivers, DK Metcalf at the Cardinals or Chris Olave at the Ravens or versus Baltimore. Olave or Metcalf? All right, Ryan, go Metcalf. ahead. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, DK, all the way. Connor, I think Tyler uh, oh, Lockett is a great uh, decoy. DK is going to have a big game. I agree with you. Connor, go ahead. I actually like Olave this week. I mean, he's had a pretty good rookie year, and it seemed like DK was pretty quiet against the Giants, so I'd go with Olave. Jeff? Uh, I'd go with Metcalf. He's getting about 10, 8 to 10 uh, opportunities a game. Okay. Metcalf all the way. There you go. All right, Jeff, what's your question? Oh, this is a FanDuel question. What stack What stack would you guys go with? Uh, uh, Burrow? Or, or, uh, I have Burrow in the 1 p.m., Burrow, Boyd, Mixon, or the 4 p.m., uh, Smith, Metcalf, Lockett. Are those good stacks? What do you think, Waggus? I would go with uh, Burrow, uh, Boyd, and Higgins. Okay. Connor, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I'd go with the Bengals trio, too, for sure. Ryan? Uh, traditionally, I would say Bengals, but with Chase out and with how much uh, Burrow's been getting his ass kicked, 
um, especially Monday Night Football. Even though Arizona plays Seattle tough uh, in Arizona, I'd go with the uh, Seahawks trio. Cody, what do you think? Yeah, I'd go with the Seahawks too, actually. They, they, that O-line in Cincinnati, I don't trust it. There you go. Guys, anybody else? No, I'm set. Wow, okay. Jeff, you're set. That's good. Connor, you set? Well, other than quarterback, it wasn't good to hear that Keenan Allen is iffy again because Herbert's just been yeah. a joke all year. So. Ah, Carr got, okay. car got me let two points last week. What are you crying about? Stafford got me like five. Oh, Jesus. I. All right, guys. Um, always good having you guys on. I really appreciate it. And if you want to call back into the show, you can do it. Cody, thank you. Uh, Connor, really appreciate your questions. Ryan, uh, Chef Boyardee, good luck uh, preparing the rest of that uh, meal. And uh, Lagos, <laughs> thank you as well, guys. Thank you very much for that fantasy football roundtable. If you want to come back on and ask a question, we can do so as uh, it is an open forum Wednesday. And we'll take your questions. If you missed my show earlier, on YouTube Live with Jerry Reynolds. You can check it out. Really had fun with Jerry. Always have fun with Jerry. That is available on YouTube Live. Just go to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier, and uh, you can check that out. Jerry's the best, isn't he? I mean, Jerry is the freaking best. He's the best. And we had, uh, as always, uh, a good chat today. A good chat. All right, let's get back to uh, some more phone calls. And we're going to bring uh, Waggus right back up onto stage. All right, Waggus, you're right back on with me. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, Grant. So last night, obviously, that TNT clip with Shaq. And I, I mean, I got to tell you, that was spot on by two legends. And, uh, you know, yep. you know, the NBA is lucky to have a guy like Charles Barkley. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, he said it perfectly. And, and the way he called out, um, the commissioner. Not many people would was great. Would be able to do that. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, that was just beautiful. I mean, I mean, I remember Shaq saying, you know, we're supposed to be talking about basketball, but we're talking about this idiot right here. And sports is supposed yep. to bring people together, you know. Um, so, that's actually a very great comment because you know what Kaepernick did was actually divide people, right? So. Um, so you never want to, you know, uh, I, I guess in sports, uh, you know, uh, do that. So I, I just thought it, I just thought it was beautiful. And, I did uh, too. Yeah, and and you know what, Charles Barkley deserves all the penny that he's getting to be on TNT. Yep. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, well, you know, I guess I did a rant on that today. That was the focus of my rant today, and I gave props to uh, TNT. Uh, I thought for a billion dollar partner of a business, you know, you know, the NBA is cringing on their fifth avenue offices watching that show last night you know that everyone that works within the legal office is like crawling into a hole because their biggest broadcast partner their biggest money maker is ripping the hell out of them and you made it very clear you were spot on you do not see that very often in the world you just don't you don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you and yeah. TNT bit the hand off the NBA last night. They didn't just bite the hand. They bit the entire hand off the arm. Yeah. And, you know, Charles, you know, of course, he's a proud black man. And, you know, the way he is, he's a great person for 
race relations. I mean, I mean, you name it. I mean, he hits it spot on. And you you just gotta it's love a guy like that. You gotta respect him. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, Kyrie Irving is an idiot. You know, maybe he just wants. He is an idiot. Um, maybe he just wants. He is an idiot. Or something, but Grant, you know, I I just want to say this, right? You know, and as a person of color, let's just say if I was in a Kyrie Irving position, you know, God has blessed me with not only a lot of money, but a lot of resources. If I really wanted to make a change, I would shut up. And I would go out and I would uplift communities with the resources and the money that I have. So be grateful. What he's mm-hmm. doing, I I mean, I, I just think he's just trying to bring attention to himself. I mean, I, I don't know. I, but the guys, I mean, Ryan said it on your uh, on your YouTube channel earlier, which I kind of agree with. And again, I'm not trying to say there's something mentally wrong with him, but this is not normal. So, yeah. Yeah, just for the record, I didn't know you were a person of color, and it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, and I understand the point that you're trying to make. I just think that we continue in this country to just once again. You talked about, you know, you you made the comment that Charles is a proud black man, and I would agree with that. But I, and I understand where you're coming with that. Yeah. I understand. I understand the connotation you're trying to make. I've been around Charles Barkley a lot. I consider him a friend. I've been with him socially on a lot of different occasions. And I've seen how Charles treats people, not black people, not white people, not Hispanic people. I've seen how he treats people. And he's a proud person. And I I think Charles would agree with you. He would consider himself a proud black man. But the thing that I've always loved about Charles is he does not have barriers around him based on your sexuality, your ethnicity, and and your religion. And I've always loved that about Charles. Right. He treats people for people on whether they're good or they're bad. And he truly has love for everyone if you're a good person. He doesn't care if you're gay. He doesn't care if you're Muslim or Catholic or Jewish. He doesn't care if you're Hispanic, Asian, but. He doesn't judge people that way. And I've always yeah. had the utmost respect for him, Waggis, because of how he deals with people. Yeah, and and you know, going back to the comments here about problem, what I'm trying to say is that what he what he did with you, if he thought for one minute, Grant, that you were like that, because he is, you know, yep. proud of who he yep. is. That's what I was trying to say. He would not have done that. And you know, going back to the Kyrie Irving, you know. You know, I get it. He's been trying to push this agenda or, you know, like, you know, you know, we need to help out, you know, people, you know, I guess let's not call it color underprivileged. This is not the way to do it. You know, I mean, yep. I I, I was re- I mean, I mean, I, I kind of, t- you know, didn't take his side about the whole vaccine thing, you know, because, you know, it was, it was a stupid lie anyway. So I understand, you know, that was just whatever. But it's just it's just one thing after another with him. And I think the guy is there's something wrong in the head. And uh as far as I'm concerned, I think Brooklyn Nets should really send him home. He should not be playing basketball. So, And you were spot on about Charles. Uh, if he, for one second, believed that I had any yep. racism, racism in my body, if he thought that I had a racist bone in my body, he would never have reached out to me, would have never called me. That is, and he would have, I can tell you this, he sure as hell would have never come on my podcast. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the last point, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. You know, Kyrie Irving had a chance 
to, you know, clear up in that press conference. Yep. But you know what really pisses me off? And a lot of people probably would agree with this. You never got that chance. And that's what pisses me off. Nope. You never got 10 minutes to explain what you were saying. So. Nope. Nope. You know, I I hope. No, I didn't. That you get every single penny from that, whatever the hell their name is, that Bonneville station. Bonneville International. Yeah, Yeah, they are there. You want to talk about a hypocritical organization. Good Lord. Hey, Waggis, man, I I really, uh, I enjoy you. And thank you very much for all your input on today's shows. You're awesome. Thank you. Really good, good talk right there. All right, let's move on and get to. uh, Ryan and Sackdown. What's up, buddy? Mr. Napier, it's time for your 445 cooking lesson. <laughs> That's great. What, what, what are we having tonight uh, over in the uh, Ryan household? We are having spinach salads with lemon garlic broccoli, uh, also some penne and uh, some mushrooms and Parmesan cheese, basil. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, and we got. I'm wow. actually getting ready to go okay. pick the basil right out of the garden right now. Well, I am very impressed. Yeah. I am we, very, we do very it right. impressed. Next time you're in Sacramento, yeah. I'll make you an Italiano. Yes. Uh, perfect. Yeah, I'm sold. There you go. I'm. I'm that's perfect. So, hey, uh, I bet uh, Kobe Bryant wished that he got the same answer from uh, room service about that cheeseburger. <laughs> no, Boy, no kidding. Yeah, yeah right? We just can't do yeah. that right now. Sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah you're right very good point <laughs> uh, yes but you, you got me thinking well all the restaurant talk who are the three to five worst tippers that you were around in the league during oh. your tenure oh well i will tell you this uh i i will i will share the story with you there are a few times where we would be out and i was so embarrassed by the lack of a tip by players, and this was more in the 90s uh, than any other era, that I would go back to the table and put my own freaking money down because I was embarrassed with the tip that some of the players would not leave. Um, You know, I I, I will say this. There's one individual, and I'm not going to mention his name because I think it would be embarrassing for this individual and i have a lot of respect for this person but i'm going to give you i'm going to give you this story back in the late 80s and early 90s there was a jewelry store in sacramento and i believe it was devon's jewelers and they used to give certificates if you appeared on the post-game radio show in increments of $100. So if you went on with Gary Gerald after the game, it was brought to you by Devon's Jewelers and the player would get a $100 gift certificate. There was an individual that went into Devon's Jewelers with three of the gift certificates, okay? So he's got $300 and bought a piece of jewelry. If you can believe this, that and I got this from the owner of the store, so I know this is true, for $297. And asked uh, asked the store to give him a $3 credit for future purchases, okay? Uh. I have been with players that were so embarrassingly ignorant of tipping that I, at the time, who was making very little money, would use my own per diem 
to make sure that the waiter or waitress received the significant tip. I always, and I've always done this. I don't know how, and I'm not bragging. I'm just, I've always tipped 20% standard if the service is good. If the service is great, I've tipped a little more. I very rarely ever tip below 20%. If the service is really poor, if the service is bad, I still will tip, but it won't be 20%. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm being, this is going to sound self-serving to you, but I'm being brutally transparent. Because of who I am in Sacramento and being a public figure, I never wanted a waiter or a waitress to spread a bad rumor about me that I'm cheap and that I didn't appreciate their service. So I always, if the service was good, always tip 20%. Always. Standard. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the service was bad, I would still tip 15% in Sacramento because I didn't want bad things to be said about me. If I was out of Sacramento and the service was really bad, there are times I would not tip 15%. But I was with players, and again, I'm using the 90s as an example. There were some players on the Kings that didn't tip at all, and it was absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, when I was uh, in college, I ran into that with some players, uh, not to the degree that you have, but they were taught or they were raised that the service is part of the meal. So they're just doing their job. You don't do anything more for them. And so I would always try to slip them a little bit something. But Okay, so on that subject, help me out with this. This has always puzzled me. So if you go to a bar, let's say, or whatever. Let's say you go to a bar and you order a beer mm-hmm. and it's 425 and you hand them a five. You go keep the change, right? Or if you whatever, you order a beer and it's let's say it's uh uh three dollars or four, you you would generally leave a dollar. And I tended bar for four years, so I'm using that based on my personal experience as well. Uh, yeah. And but but my point is general. But if you go to let's say Baskin and Robbins, right, and you order uh two scoops of ice cream. And the person that's serving you the ice cream almost breaks their forearms trying to scoop the ice cream out because the damn ice cream is so hard. And it's like hard freaking labor to serve you an ice cream. And you get your ice cream and it's, let's say, three fifty. dollars Most people do not tip that individual who works. You know, again, I'm, I'm exaggerating here when I'm talking about hard labor. I'm trying to paint the picture here. But why is it that we will tip our bartender or... Who, who takes five seconds to get a beer from the beer bin and serve it to you. But we don't tip somebody who spends one minute or two minutes at a fast food or whatever the, you know, I'm giving an example. I don't know. I, I just like our, our way of thinking to me is backwards a little bit. Yeah. It's social norms. Uh, that's the way that I look at it. You tip the bartender, even if they, you know, just crack the beer open for you. My rule is like a dollar a drink usually, but the right, one that gets right. me, cause I attended bar two as well is I would see the servers put together these huge to go orders for, uh, you know, doctors right. and for per- or pharmacists that are going to do a pitch for doctors. We're talking 600, $700 orders. And they're doing it all themselves. They're getting all the utensils. They have to be perfect. That's what really pissed me off when they would not get tipped. And I will tell you 90% of the time, zero yeah. tip. 
on those $600, $700 tabs. And then you would have that one that would tip them like 200 bucks, 300 bucks because they get it. Wow. You know what else is interesting is when you travel, and I've been blessed to travel around the world, and you go to countries where tipping is not really customary, it's nothing like it is in the United States. And mm -hmm. you know that the people that are serving on you are making extremely low wages. I'll, I'll, I'll share this story. It was about, oh, four years ago. And I was on an island in Thailand. And the, the, the waitress was fascinating to me because her English was better than my English, which a lot of people listening right now would say, well, gee, Grant, that's not hard to have better English than you. But I was talking with my wife. I said, this individual is amazing. I go, how old do you think she is? And she goes, 12 or 13. I go, no way. She can't be 12 or 13 and working in the restaurant. She's got to be 16. So when she came back over, I said, mm -hmm. do you mind if I ask you a question? I go, how old are you? And she says 12. And I'm like, wow. And, and I said to her, I said, I just want to let you know, I said, I'm blessed and I travel around the world. And my wife, are, 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 we are so impressed with you about your demeanor, your communication skills. And I said, I'm just telling you, you are going to do great in life. And then she said, thank you very much. And she said, I work here at this restaurant with my mom and my dad. Uh, we, we live upstairs here at this restaurant and we work here. And I said, wow. I said, thank you very much. So at the end of the meal, okay, I tipped her 150 baht. Wow. Now, 100, 150 baht right now in Thailand, it's about 36 to 37 baht a dollar. So it really wasn't a lot of money. But, and I said to her, I go, who's your owner? Where's the owner of this restaurant? And she goes, he's right over there. I said, okay, thank you. So we got done and I walked over to where the owner was and she literally had the 150 baht she had just put to show her owner. And she was so, she was like, wow, look at what this man gave me. And I said, you're the owner of this restaurant? He said, yes. And I said, sir, I said, I'm just telling you, I'm blessed. I get a chance to travel to a lot of different countries around the world. I said, this young lady right here is an amazing person that you have working for you. I go, she is great with a capital G and you should be blessed that she's serving people in your restaurant. And he said, hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So that's another thing that I think people need to do. When you have really great service or if somebody really like, just like gives you a wow factor, I think it's important to tell management because that's how that individual moves up in that restaurant or in that chain or what have you. I think that you need to let management know when you have a good employee i think you need to tell that person because i think you need to tell the owner you need to tell the manager because i i always like to see people rewarded for good good service you're right on grant because usually 98 percent of the time it's the negative that the manager's yep. hearing and you know that it's uh he said she said because the manager's probably out doing other stuff helping servers so yeah that does make a huge difference Yep. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Absolutely. I'm gonna test you, my friend, since we both tended bar. Oh boy. What's in a Long Island iced tea? It's the four clear uh right, it's vodka, gin, rum, and tequila, right? 
and, and triple and sec. triple. So well, I we didn't put a lot of we put oh. it, we put it. Listen, we put in a a, a a splash and then we put in Coke, a splash of Coke, right? Yeah, and then you do you do the sweet and sour and then the splash of Coke to make it look like a tea. Yeah, we didn't do. You know, I was tending bar at a place called the Woodbury Pub. We didn't we didn't put in the sweet and sour. We did the you know the four, you know, and and then a splash of Coke. I think I think and I can't remember. We might have done a splash of triple sec, but not too much. But that's yeah, that's how we make. Yeah. You know, I worked on Long Island, so I mean, you know, I think I knew how to make a Long Island iced tea. I was working <laughs> on Long Island, you know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You got a drink for me? Not literally. Uh, no, no, not really. I was. We were pretty much beer uh, at this bar, and you know, pretty you know, with the speed rack, most of the drinks were based on the speed rack, vodka tonic. You know, uh, gin and tonic, vodka soda. You know, blah 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 blah. You know, gin. You know, rum and coke. Rum and you know, and it was mostly speed rack. You know, obviously sometimes people would ask for you know top shelf stuff, but we didn't make martinis. Thank God, because I would hate making a martini. We didn't make we didn't yeah. you know we didn't make a lot of the the fancy drinks. We didn't do blended drinks. Thank God. Um, oh, thank. Oh yeah. my God. Ugh. Yeah. So you know, for the most part, that's what we were dealing with. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to give you this last question, this last drink. If you can't get it, then maybe another caller can get it. Scotch on rocks with splash. Hold the scotch. Scotch on the rocks with a splash and hold the scotch. No, I don't know what that is. And by the way, I I, I hate scotch. I've sipped it once. I'm I don't I can't do it. But anyway, I'm not a scotch person. So go ahead, help me out. Water. Oh God. Okay. Now, now, now you made me feel like the biggest idiot on the planet. After I just, after I just built up a twelve-year-old and told me the great story, you just took a sixty-three-year-old man and made me like so I could crawl underneath a pregnant ant. Thank you very much. So <laughs> what I'm here for, Grant? It's all love, my friend. Well, I think you need to go back and prepare your meal for your family. And with that said, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good, buddy. All right. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. Only on this show, only on an open forum Wednesday, right? Only on an open forum Wednesday. Leave it up to Ryan on open forum Wednesday. All right, so here's the deal. Coming up after the Kings game, they're in the first quarter. Games just started a couple moments ago. We will be right here. All right. I'll be right here on Listen App. And we will be doing a post-game show of the Kings and the Miami Heat. It's 23-20 in the first quarter, Miami. So we'll have a post-game after that. Thank you, everyone. And don't forget to check out the show I did with uh, Jerry and Rhino today on my YouTube channel, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Take care. I'll be back with you after the Kings game right here on Listen App. So long, everybody.